Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of The Front Porch. Not special in our schedule, but uh, special because we are in person at a special event. Uh, IGC Con, did I say that right? Yeah, ICG. ICG. Right. ICG Con 2018. Yeah. Uh, I'm in studio with Michael Daniels, my co-host, and we have a special guest this week. Mike Pantinas. Mike Pantinas. Thank you for having my, me, guys. My good buddy from forever ago. Actually, did we meet at, at this event? This was my first time meeting you. Yeah, you showed up a stranger, and now Right, now part, part of the thing. You, you can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't get rid of him is the problem. Actually, the, the thing started, the event, we talked about the event for a while, but um, it's the 11th year. Yeah. And we, um, to catch up some of our, our listeners who haven't actually listened to some of the things, or our new listeners... Um, every year, um, me and a group of friends, now four, four people organize a game weekend. Uh, the spirit of it initially was that, uh, we have Gen Con every year, uh, up here in Indianapolis, right. the, the biggest right stuff around August, or right around July. August. And, and then as we Late really, July, early August. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right there in the that thing. And we started feeling as about halfway through the year, like this really jonesing for Gen Con. It's also mm-hmm. a lot of times when Gen Con comes with their, uh, events and you start registration and people want to play, they miss it. And you realize you have six months left. So we all got together, there's six of us at the time, and said, let's, let's do a thing where we have our own weekend of just really cool people that we do, um, all, all these cool gamers that will sit together um, and have a weekend. And then at that first meeting we had around Thanksgiving, we, we volunteered for where we're going to do it. And I said I had a big enough place. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of, I posted ever since. But it's been a highly organized type thing. Sure. And we've had administration changes go as time goes by. And speaking, the reason I bring this up is because you became one of those as just a participant coming and playing and gaming. Just um, kind of... Volunteering, helping, stuff like that. Yeah. And now kind you're... Of transitioned in and... Right. Now you're an organizer. Sure. We had... Uh, so there, our organizers are um, Dave, a good buddy of mine, and also one of the original founders. You haven't met him yet. Uh, Cody, which was here this weekend, and I believe yeah, Dennis yeah. to meet Cody, um, and then Mike. Those are the four of us, and we do it. Uh, the event does stuff where we come, and it's not just game. It starts at Friday at 5, and ends or Sunday around noon. Gaming 24 hours, literally 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Cult movies, you know, the the hottest video games, the guys where we play. Right. Although we, we've, we've dialed back on the video games. We, we did we, a little bit this year. There was, there was some last night, and that was really the extent of it. I think uh, our buddy Zahn busted out. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Right. I saw some Nidhogg. Yeah, uh, strangers that love. Yeah. Right. People used to be between transitions between game sessions now more. Mm-hmm. Like we had one year where it kind of we we had like a, a, a rock band uh, heavy yeah. where sure, it ended sure. up taking over the con and, and a lot of games didn't get played, which wasn't the focus that we wanted to it's go. It's hard on. to. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, a level of magnitude. I mean, last night, uh, Michael, you and I sat down here with uh, with Pat and Zahn and played uh, the Bob Ross Art of Chill game <laughs> in the same room where... For two hours for like, a 30-minute game? Like, yeah, that's a, that's a different story. But a, a, like a dozen people were at the table in the same room playing Liar's Dice, yeah. which is loud and a little... But we could still get by. Like, we could hear each other. We're yeah. playing the Bob Ross game, so there wasn't, you know, a lot of right. communication that had to happen. But I can't imagine playing a board game with any kind of communication in a room where people are playing rock band. Oh like, yeah, no, that's, and that's, the the volume got uh, loud, and it just it was the it, it, it was kind of in a different room, but there was still it was a little bit different. And, than, and I and right. I love Rock Band. I mean, right. one of my greatest nerd achievements was a time that I uh, I DPSed a an Alt Kara run with on a Hunter while singing in Rock Band. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is a super nerd moment right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, we uh, um, yeah, so we, at that night, as an example, at my house is a, a two-story house, a bi-level. Split, yeah. Split Tri-level? level? No, yeah. it's a bi-level. It's bi-level. bi-level. Okay. Uh, so downstairs, oh, yeah. we had, as you mentioned, we had a, a game going with the, the four of us. We had a liar size going with like 10, 12 people. Yeah. And, and you, and at the beginning there, there was another place in an attached room right next to us in this one we're recording in our studio that had like six playing upstairs nidhog with four or five was playing Mm -hmm. and then there was another game going on in the sunroom right so at one time we had like six to seven actual different games being played at one time and people watching shows and eating food yeah and you've got two screens running right just you know nerd movies in the background just to kind of get the smile on when that uh when that scene you enjoy yeah comes on although it's tactical blunder putting me directly in front of the screen when you're trying to explain the game to me you know i don't care if i've seen you know the right, empire right. strike back comes on and the lightsabers come out and i'm just mesmerized watch, watching the show until the shinies go away and right. you can talk about the game all you want but right well the it's it's uh it is interesting because it's it, it like all game things it's a, a social almost a social event too uh, hey speak with someone we don't, didn't address it this is dennis's first year yep yeah so this is a lot, most people, what, 90% of the people you didn't know, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got here Friday night and uh, I rang the doorbell mm-hmm. and then waited about two seconds and walked in anyway because I'm like, this is a house full of people. And the door, <laughs> it, like, it was just the glass door. I'm like, I don't need to. I've never been here before. But <laughs> you didn't just like, walk in. Right? I knew I had the right place because of the address and I saw Pat's uh, Jeep outside. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to walk in. And like, Pat was in the living room with, you know, like eight people. And right. you were in the sunroom with five or six people. Right. And I'm like, what's up? House full of people I don't know, plus Michael and Pat. <laughs> right. That's one of the special things about ICGCon is that we have fostered uh, a culture of inclusiveness. Like oh, yeah, for sure. People just walk in and dive in. And, and unless you're a serious wallflower. And yeah. even, even one of our first, uh, like Cody's wife. When she first started coming, she was super shy, and I spent most of a con getting her out of her. She hadn't played games or anything else like that, and I spent most of the con just getting her used to it and and putting attention on her so that she feels... But not enough. I'm too much. Just you feel... Right. Not not in that creepy stalker way. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. It's the kind of... um, You know, I compared it to uh, walk in the main hall in uh, a Gen Con, where... Some people are there to shop, and at some level, most people, unless they can't afford it, and then they're just shopping without buying, which Uh is what shopping is. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the demoing games. So, I mean, you have the people who are there as developers or employees and who are, like, actively inviting people in to participate, but it's that same kind of thing where, like, if you're standing, there's a clear, like, posture body language of somebody who's standing around or or sitting you know if somebody's sitting what you know there's a movie on and somebody's sitting on their phone like right. they're not engaged in the movie so it's like hey anybody or or just shout out like who wants to hey play? we're gonna we, we can play up to six like yeah. does anybody want to play who and you know people and people jump in like I mean, yeah. and and i and i knew from you explaining it before i got here that um you've curated this uh, this atmosphere of games as a priority. Right. And so there's nobody nobody here who doesn't want to play a game if you're gonna Right. If you're gonna invite them. So Totally. 
And, and that's that's real important for for anybody. Thinking. And when we had new, we had one new person this year. Eric, I think was his name. Alex's oh. friend, younger gut fella. Adam's brother. Adam's brother. Yes. So we had he's one new guy, and the guy Adam himself was is only like two years person. But they come and we almost do like a little bit of an evaluation. It's not really like you know too much, but they have to fit. They have you to get fit. a plus one, yeah. but if they don't fit. They don't come back. Right, right. right. And, and and we like a, like a post mortem or a yeah. after action report. Right, right. right. And and we don't do too much about it. But if they're fine, they're chill, they're good. And we'll even say like, hey, they're good. But you know, hey, if not, it's just it's just what it is. We've had people where they just didn't fit, not because As they didn't. An example: uh, my wife doesn't come. Mm. She's yeah. she likes games, but she'd rather just kind of hang out, and that's sure. not what we're doing down here. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we've had people like that that are like they love coming and they love the social stuff, but they would sit on the couch the whole time, and they were nice people. There's nothing wrong with that, absolutely. Right. But but the people, like you said, curated is that if I want to play a train game or whatever it might be, you know, I don't know, Magic Planeswalkers, and I need four people. Every single person at this thing, I could walk in. Hey, Dave, what are you doing? Hey, Aaron, let's play a game. Yes. Yeah. Not a single person would say no yeah. if they're just standing around. Right. Unless they were waiting on another game. Right. It's like the, um, you know, what I think of as one of the, well, whatever, like a major component of the Gen Con experience, especially in the last couple of years where we all are staying in one place mm-hmm. and hang out there and play games. It's like a whole weekend of just that one piece without right. the like walking around the exhibit yeah. hall all day right. and right. and you know going out to eat and and right. all that so it's a it's nice to be able to just it's a little exhausting for me that amount of social interaction <laughs> just right. non-stop and also right. not getting anywhere near enough sleep right, but, right. Uh, that, that, you know. <clears throat> once you become a veteran you know what you're walking into it's a little, <laughs> yeah. it, it can be a little overwhelming for somebody walking in the first time or if they're not the hugest people person right then it right. can get a little like Right. overwhelming because sure, we're sure. loud and boisterous and and, and our admins our, our organizers are like we we talk about this before we do we plan usually usually four months in advance something mm-hmm. like that and and we'll talk and have discussions and mike and i will also probably talk after this this next week or something and we'll say things we just realize that like if then someone's sitting around or there's a lull it's cody's responsibility <laughs> to start games Sure. Right. And last night, Mike was, for example, Mike was playing a game. I was playing a game. I was playing the Bob mm-hmm. Ross game. And we, and we had, had like. Influx of new people. We did. We have six. We had, well, maybe there was other few new people. I think because I think Pete's first time was here. Maybe it was, he's on well, too. When your daughter first walked in and we had like right, four my daughter or five was, people right. we'd never seen before. And they're just kind of wide eyed because things are going sure. on. And they know no one. Yeah. Right. Right. So so it's. Oh, well, even when you walked in, it's, it's my responsibility to make sure you're playing a game and, and I'm playing with you and you know someone. And Mike got in and got Liar's Dice, and that's what we're doing. And, you know, and that's – so anyway, that's a part of that inclusion. And you immediately come in and feel like – and there's free food, and it's damn good. The whole house smells like pulled pork, <laughs> and, you know, I want some of that. So anyway, it's – I think – I love the event. I mean, 11 yeah, it's, years. It's, it's one of the highlights of my I, season. I plan yeah. around it. I, yeah. And I love the idea of, like, scheduling it in – I'm trying to think what else is like that. It's like a like a half birthday or something. Like, <laughs> a, like an event that you – um, that uh, that happens that, between happens that way in the year because every year we do this like oh the badges are going on. I mean my first couple years right. like I would just buy at the door so I wasn't talking about it before right. you know July mm-hmm. or June maybe but now that it's become this commitment that like sure there are some people who are questionable every year but like as long as I'm close enough that I don't have to fly right like it would have to be a major disruption right you know 
funeral or wedding or something where I would not go to Gen Con. And so right. um, the badges go up, and especially the last couple of years, they've been selling out. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we're talking about it around this time of the year. And people are like, you know, man, talking about it makes me want to go, but it's six, six months, months away. Now. Right, right, yeah. Um, but I love that. I love that you guys experienced that sort of longing, jones, for jonesing for it, and then did something about it. Yeah, in yeah. the form of this event, it, the 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 it's a perfect time too. I mean, yeah. the way the way it works is that it's in late February, but, or early March. From, aside from often landing on St. Patty's week. Yeah, that's weird. That's only happened recently. Well, it, it, but... it depends. It's generally he tries to catch uh, spring break. Yeah, sure. For my kid to go on spring break, so he's got to have the house open. But right, but right. we've had but we've had. Uh, it is usually like late February, early March, and the reason that works is, but it sounds bad because it's cold and no one would come when it's cold. But it, inside, it actually, like, it ca- yeah, it causes everyone doesn't... to be inside, and it's we had massive snows for the years where it snowed all yeah. night long, and everyone snowed in. We well, all get out and shovel. Well, there's nothing going on. Like there's nothing. St. Patty's on, right? weekend, but we're in between, uh, you know, Valentine's and right. like Easter Memorial weekend stuff, where like the weather starts to get nice. And then people have other stuff going on. Exactly, right? exactly. And that's the big key is that also we've had no December, January, and February, and people are hating to be inside. And they haven't seen well, people a lot. It's been you're, dark. You're and far cold. enough away from the holidays. Like, you couldn't yeah. do it mid-January. No, no, no. Because no, people yeah, are like, no. no, I'm broke from right. Christmas. And, and if you did it, like, next month in April and May, people are wanting to get out and go on exactly, trips or, exactly. or whatever they need. So, yeah, it does work. It's just the way that worked out really well. And it's been successful this year. We were at... Um, 27 i think was the total number on saturday we had 20 between 15 and 20 come friday night and most stayed yeah there's been a progression uh the first years people come in and out and Mm -hmm. you know then this year we had a core group that came and that was it and even if they went home because they were close they came back back, yeah Yeah, a, a lot of our yeah, the weird thing about this, the cool, well, the cool thing about this is that we're not from just in Bloomington. Right. It's no, all I'm over. from I mean, up by. I'm in the uh, Gary area by Chicago. Right. right. And then Dennis, you're way up north. We've mm-hmm. got a lot, of, a lot of people from from Indian. That's why I guess we can put that on record now. We, we talked have people. About, we have people coming from North Chicago. A couple of people. Yeah, right. So if it's driving distance, they get here. They sure. Do. And they stay in our because it is a house, and it's just we don't have all the million beds. People fall asleep on the recliners in the corners. Mike, you sleep down here on the floor with stuff. You know, it's uh, it's wherever you can find. Spots. Yeah, that that was my only moment of uncertainty when like you you crashed out relatively early, and uh, I was like, well, I brought an air mattress, but I don't want to blow up an air mattress in the room while he's sleeping. And then you I know, I went to the yeah, right. it doesn't matter. I went to the bathroom and, and and changed, and you were up, you know, putting the office on your TV, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, right. okay, he's awake. I can plug in the air mattress. Right, box. right. It's, like, it's no big deal. And I was like, maybe because I had a moment where I'm like, maybe I'll. Drag it down into the basement, or oh, you don't want to do that. Find some other, <laughs> and, and as I looked around, I'm like, like every flat surface is occupied here. Like, gonna, that's that's not going to happen. I'd be uh, I'd I'd be the guy sleeping in the tub, you know, right. kind of, which I'm a little too tall for most standard <laughs> bathtubs. But uh, right, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's a good event. I'm, I, so as if we didn't mention it, we did just finish it. I'm not sure we said that. Like it's it's just now officially over. We're the last yeah, three we're, here. We're recording a little early in our schedule. It's Sunday afternoon. Right. So and we literally we saw the last people go. People were uh, packing. My up. house is still kind of a wreck, and I'll go. I still have to make my drive, but that's right. it. You yes, gotta make your drive. Right. right. So that's 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 our wrap at the end of the, the week, and it's. Almost bittersweet, especially when I see see everybody leave. 
they feel the same way. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we got another year. Right. And, and almost invariably every year people are like, we need to do this in the summer. We need to do this and this. And for the reasons we just said, it never pans out. Yeah. Everybody's you, too busy. busy. I'd like to have you guys. Because your house is, is of a similar size and I'd love to host, but I right. don't know if I could drag you guys. <laughs> all the way, everybody have the right opposite there. number of like people drive. Yeah. My uh, brother, Andrew, who we've had on the show, uh-huh. he has a lot of friends in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which right. is about an hour away. Yeah. Um, when he was... Uh, in high school, they have a, a theater group he was involved in, so they would drive up there. And, you know, he gets a little annoyed sometimes when they're, like, every time they want to get together and do something, it's somebody up there. Right. And the, he's gotten them to come down to my parents' place once or twice, but it's like, you know, what's what's easier, you driving an hour or, like, seven other dudes driving an hour? Yeah, and they right. get carpool, but it's still, like, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, you know... An interesting... It's also, I mean, you, we've just talked about the, the time in the year. Like, mm-hmm. when else, like, the only other good spot in the year for when you would do this is where Gen Con is. Gen Con is, right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, uh, a really interesting thing for me about this event is that I would say 75 to 80% of the people here that come to this event, I don't see them but once a year for this event. So or I, or maybe Gen Con. I was, I was going to ask that. Do, do most of the people who attend this also do Gen Con still or? Yeah. I used to. I, it's hard do. for me. I'm yeah. a, a father of three. So mm. right. my money gets funneled every other place. Right. So right. Sure. It's hard to describe right. that. It's, so it's not, it's not a cheap, uh, no, I was talking to my anymore, brother because right, yeah. my, my brothers are maybes every year. Yeah. Um, especially David now that he, he would have to fly back right. to Florida. And I'm like, yeah, our, our, you know, split housing costs this year more than doubled from last year. And right. The yeah. badge price gets more expensive every year. And, right. And you have to buy the food and the, sorry. So I don't, stuff. I don't begrudge anybody who can't, can't fit it into that. their right. budget. Right. You know? Yeah. And so we, we get, I get a lot of people that I don't see there and, and I'd like to see them at Gen Con. I know that uh, Cardell and Bree, for example, had said, well, we'll see you at Gen Con, which is nice. I don't, I don't know if I'll hang out with them as much as I do here at this one, but I, it's, it'd be great to see them and well, stop and say hi. And not a chance. Like I have, you know, our, our buddy, Chance, uh, who I've, I've worked with at a, a couple, two different jobs, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's come to Gen Con, you know, years when I was there, because I've been like 10 straight years. Like, mm-hmm. he's come and I don't see him at all. Right. You know, there are right. a lot of people. Well, it depends same. on your right. focus, man. Got, if you guys are in different parts of hobbies, then right. you'll be... Yeah. And we're yeah. here, you, and you're we, all going to be and, seen. And, and we right. aren't, but I'm like, I'm with a whole group of people you know, What? but he's got, you know, other His people he's stuff. hanging out with and Which was kind of my point I was saying and, here was that, like, I have the people that I don't see, but it's now recently, I also have the people that are, we even have on this show a lot, or that are, are my normal mm-hmm. gaming groups and our normal friends. So I've got these disparate groups of friends that I have that are the Bloomington gaming group and then the ICG type people. Um, and now we're in the last two to three years, I've slowly started blending those in. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's, it's, I should have done it a long time ago. I think I remember when Pat came for the first year, people are apprehensive when you talk about this event because you don't know what it is until well, you experience it's, it's it. It's more intimate. Yeah, right? it is and, very intimate. That's the good thing about this is that it has all the positives of like a Gen Con event with de- demoing right. and stuff. And, but you're, it's easier to jump into. You don't have a thousand people looking at right. you. You know, right. you're not waiting in a, a 40 minute line to get yeah. into stuff. Right. And it's and it's not a it's like at the sweet spot of size, number of people. It's not mm-hmm. like, um, you know, game. No, night. We can't get much more in here. Well, <laughs> what, 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 I, what I mean is like you do game night at, at Trotsky's place right. and um, 
it's just one night. So like you could go to game night and not interact with one of the people right. or a couple a couple of the people there. Here right. you're here the whole weekend, so you're probably at least a little bit going to interact with most people unless they're they showed up for right. three hours and, and then you're left. Definitely like, get new people on you for sure. <laughs> right, and, right. And there are enough there are enough people that there's always a game you can get into. Like if you're in a group of like seven to ten people, you know, maybe, you know, two a four player and a two four player games get going and now you're odd man out. You're right. like well, I'm, a, I'm a, I mean, and you have the movies going all the time, so people can well, rotate in and out if they need a break or whatever. We see people sitting there, and we go, okay, I've got a couple people, or I've got two people. Like, I always make sure I bring, like, two-player games, because yeah. there's always that time where the big groups are stuck, and then yeah, yeah. you either hopped out or you were eaten and you didn't get in, so... Mm-hmm. I make sure I have two player games that I can get somebody right. that's been sitting there going, "All right, come on, let's play something." Sure. Right. We 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 had speaking of that, we had uh, some. We always have so many different kinds of games. We've got the, the small two player games or the, the party games. I mean, sure. times you had said like, "We need to play a party." That was actually a really neat thing. I heard heard you say on was it Saturday night or last night or something Saturday night. I don't know. And, and I, it was like, "What should we play? Should we play party games now or whatever?" And that's very much thing that the, the like the organizers do a lot of times is this is a good time to be playing movies. This is a good time yeah. to be playing What's our kind job of games. As Read the room organizers. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Saturdays are always the day because everybody it just it's way we all work in our mentalities. Saturdays the day where people are groggy, they get up, they eat some breakfast, maybe some lunch, and right after we get the meat the lunch meats going on, now it's time to play the six hour games right yeah you actually had an opportunity yeah. I, I, I did i did a little bit of both so let's um you want to talk about some specific games yeah let's do that um did either of you guys uh pl- play some new games na- games you haven't played i mean I, most of what i played were new. i games, always but, play new yeah. games yeah. but you know again as organizers we generally play our own games sure. because we want to make sure games are going off because like a lot of people like there's only three or four guys that bring their collections mm-hmm. And we're still having 100, 200 games here. Yeah, I I had planned on bringing a couple things that either I hadn't played or I was really wanting to play again or I knew, like, I wasn't going to bring Legendary because I know, Mike, you have it. But um, somebody posted on the on the Facebook group that a couple of your normal game provider, game right. bringers, but game providers yeah. weren't going to make it this year. And so, uh, you know, I went through my collection what what of it is not in storage? I was like, okay, this would be good. This would be good. And brought a whole tote. Uh, right. And then I got here and saw the tables covered. And I'm like, yeah, they put the call out for <laughs> people to bring games, and there are more than enough games. Well, that that's it's funny. The I, I like that. But then, I mean, I'd rather that. have it the other way. That yeah, way. but you brought games that no one else had for for the most part. Yeah, I think. Right, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, and they got they got play. A few of them. Yeah. 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 All right. The thing is that there's the opportunity for them. You know, that's yeah. that's part of the magic of this is that all of a sudden you have that game that they've been wanting to try or you have a type of game that they've been wanting to try and they're like, ooh, 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 can you teach me this? Yeah, yeah. and I intentionally, that was a little bit of the mindset that I used going through the, the, the my collection of what I brought. It was either things that I really wanted to play that I hadn't yet or things that I thought, I'll bet, I'll bet they don't have this. I bet they haven't seen Competition Kitchen yeah. or Bring Your Own Book or something, which right. are those quote-unquote party games, like large group, right. but not, you know, playing charades or something. No, we, we say we we call it like Milton Bradley games. You exactly. Know, that's, right. that's, we, we, we definitely are in the weeds 
You're right. You know, we're paying Bob Ross. Who plays Bob right, Ross? Right, right, right. We, we, we had, yeah, that, I mean, it's, oh, I forgot what I was going to say on that one. The, um, I don't know, it's just a lot of different kinds of games with the game wall, being able to play those things. Oh, I know. It's oddly enough, I've noticed in the last probably five years is that we're selling games. We're not selling games, but but I don't know how many people now are playing the games. Um, was it Tyrants of the Underdark is a perfect example, and Ascension is another perfect example, is that they play them in here, and they just almost... Oh. We had this weekend, uh, I know Eric bought uh, the Tyrants of the Underdark. Yeah, people are buying games they're buying while games they're sitting, while at, they're the sitting at the table. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're sitting here playing, and they're like, I want this game, this is amazing, and I've, they, they buy I've done them. that, and that's, that's the reason that um, if we talk positively about a board game on the show, I'll put a link, right. an Amazon link in the show notes. I'm like, I know I've done that, and so if I'm listening to the show and... Like that game sounds pretty cool. Yeah. You know. So so running some of those games, you know, does a little bit of business maybe for the for the people or the local game stores or whoever it might be, yeah. um, which is good. I mean, it's it's nice. I actually see I saw an extra copy of Tyrants come this year. It was the big popular one last we year. Had played two. four or five. We had three all. We had two or three and with expansions. So people mm-hmm. are bringing them over, which is cool too because yeah. you see them. But I, I love our, what we call the game wall. I always uh, equate it to uh, Gen Con's board game walls that they have where you, their library that you can those, go to. Those rooms. I've never done that. Right. Those are it's very similar to the same kind of thing. Sure, yeah. um, so we, it's it's neat. It's neat seeing all that. And we didn't have Dave come this year. This is the very first day he missed, Dave Beller. And he does, I'd say, to show, you saw how many games we had here, mm-hmm. about 30% we'd have more. Yeah. Sure. Dave has a large collection. And and yeah, yeah some people have to help him load that crap. Yeah, so. that whole thing, right? <laughs> so so we would have what we had, and we'd have thirty percent more, which to me is great. In my opinion, if we had walls of the whole house just being board games, that'd be cool. Yeah, I would be totally fine with that. Um, so anyway, we're ta- let's go back to the actual games. That okay, we so a, a little bit ago we talked about uh, you know dividing up the group and having having odd man out when when games get started, sort of a third wheel kind of concept, mm-hmm. but. Um, one of the first games that I played when I got here was a game I've been meaning to talk about on the show. Um, it's called One Deck Dungeon. Oh, sh- we got to play that. I got to play that with you. We, we, yeah, yeah. we did play. Yeah. Um, it is a it's a solitaire. <laughs> it's a single player focused yeah. game, which is strange. Like when it when it's a Kickstarter game that when it arrived in the mail, I was like, I don't remember why I kickstarted it because that is a concept that it seems, you know, if it's, it's you know the first time I heard it, I'm like, what? Why would I play a board game by myself? I could <laughs> yeah. just play a video game or something. It's not worth right. work. But I remember back to you know being a teenager and whatever, and I played a lot of solitaire. Yeah. I'm like, there's a certain there's you a certain the appeal to it. You're, it's it's yeah. you know it's PVE, right? You know, a sort of board game. You're playing. It is a video game. game, but it's yeah, it is. And so it's a they call it roguelike dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no map. It's just cards. Uh, you you flip over the the um, the rooms and you and you uh, whatever uh, explore. You challenge you right. challenge these encounters. They're traps and monsters. Right. Um, played with all d sixes. Right. And um, it it's mostly focused on the single player experience, but the base game has a two player co op experience, and right. that's and that's what we did. Right. Um, I played it sing- the oh, first time I played it. You guys it. were in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. okay. Yeah, it, Friday night. It, it was pretty fun. A couple I, weeks ago, I I finally busted when I had the basement flooding situation. I had a you know blocks of times because we had to take in shifts to monitor these shop vacs to make sure my parents' basement didn't flood any worse. Right. Um, but I would have you know like forty five minutes. We had on a timer. You know the the smallest shop vac would fill up. Mm. 
And uh, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to finally learn how to play this game because I tried to watch a YouTube video and I'm like, I'm getting too distracted and I can't <laughs> follow it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm stuck down here, you know, doing this, doing this thing. I'm going to finally figure out this game. And I enjoyed it more than I expected to. Yeah. The first, first time I tried it was, you know, I died, I think, on the first level, the first floor. Yeah. And, uh, and then I played it again. And I think I got to the second level. When you and I played, we made it all the way through right. to the boss. And it's that's the easiest boss. But right. it's a different... The characters are a little less powerful at the start. Right. But there's, the there's, there's a lot of teamwork in it. There was yeah. in that game. Yeah. Um, it's funny. That game, It was it's it's a fun game. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. And I actually kind of think I, should, I want to buy it. Because even not for that solitaire mode. But it's the, a small game, which is it's, always It's a very it's small game, which is great. Me. Right. It's got it, When you're playing it, it feels like it's there's a lot of... Not a lot of parts, but there's enough parts. Yeah. But it fits in this nice little box, um, and it was fun. It, my my memory of it now is is that uh, it's hard for you and I to get together and actually play a game that's going to be thirty minutes because it takes two hours. Because this is why we have a show. Oh right, we, right. We talk forever. Well, that's the purpose of it, <laughs> I mean, it took us. It did take us a long time to get through that game because people would come in and you'd start talking to them, or like right. we would just start talking about something and st- like nobody's taking their turn because there's only two of us. If right. that happens in a normal, you know, game, if you're playing Ticket to Ride or Catan or something, and right. somebody whose turn it is starts talking to somebody, like, "Hey, are you are you done with your turn? Let's let's, let's, go. let's keep this rolling here." Right. Past right. the two of us, we're just like, keep keep talking, be, right? So the co-op game is great, but it, and it, it is, I'd say, it would be on turns like right. the, the co-op. Oh, it's all one time. We're playing, like we're, uh, you know, encountering. Yeah. Actually, cards now that I, we're together. thinking about that, I I do like that game. There's so much about that co-op game that. Mike, I know you weren't playing it, but it's that a co-op game where you take turns at the same time. No one's waiting. Oh, that's nice. I I, I played Clank this this weekend. It was when the, right. switching that a little bit. That was and fine. I and I do like Clank. I liked it. I I'd like to play it again because my comment was that there were some mechanics I didn't understand until halfway through. And then you, you get in those games, you're like, oh, I would have changed everything had I known. Sure. And then so it, it's hard to judge that game without knowing that. Plus, but, the one problem is if you don't play some play a game with somebody that knows the game, it can kind of bog down. Or if it's like they yeah. only played it once, they know just yeah. enough to limp you through. Right. And, well. Well, the, the, my comment on that game was that um, while it was, it seems good and it seems positive. It had the problem that when I when it wasn't my turn, I wasn't doing anything. There's nothing that encourages interactivity when it's when you're on your off turn, and when on you play on Clank mm-hmm. and and. To the game you one of the games you played was World of Warcraft, and that has suffers greatly from that. When you're not yeah. doing it, you're you're mm-hmm. watching a video because you're taking your turn, and I think that's that's a sign of, of a flaw in games. In yeah, One Deck exactly. Dungeon. There's none of that. None You're of that. all playing together every time. Every on, on that subject, my gem this this uh, this con was uh, a game called Five Minute Dungeon. Oh yeah, I heard it, people playing. That's a game. It's a somebody had their phone like talking. Yeah, they have the, the the game takes place on a timer five minutes. So and you're you're everybody's trying to defeat the 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 cards as they come up at the same so time. So cards are just flinging. From people across the table. Okay. And it gets people's energy up. You know, the time limit gives people, uh, uh, it, it gives it a, a... Urgency. Urgency, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I like those kind of games because when the energy gets up, people start, you know, it gets that endorphins going and, and, and that teamwork going. That was a complete total collaborative game. Yeah. Everybody won and yeah. nobody's waiting around. And that's one of the ones I'm picking up as soon as I get home. I agree. Every single person for a five-minute dungeon who's ever played the game, and I've played it with many in the last, the last year, 
has loved it. Not just liked it. They loved it, and they want to play it again. And, and even, the, like, the non-really good gamers, you know, or not good gamers, are like, I play it sometimes. Casual. It's casual. It's so simple and so easy, but so fun. And so, and then all of a sudden, you want to talk about an icebreaker game. That's an icebreaker game. Sure. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Right? You're, you're, you're there. That's and, a hook game for sure. Yeah, right. You get everybody on. And it's I'm, not I'm great. I'm bummed I didn't get to try that now. Oh, yeah. You should, it's totally great. And it's, it's inexpensive. Uh, Trotsky, by the way, he, he bought for his friends for Christmas. That's what he bought for people. Okay. Not all his friends, but I mean, like his family his members family, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. He he bought copies of a five minute dungeon and gave them out. He's like, because he loves games so much, he, anything you can gateway drug on to, to people <laughs> to do that. Sure. That's one of them. So and it's re- relatively inexpensive, and you mm-hmm. get it quickly. So yeah, five minute dungeon, pick it up, play it. If that's a target, it may even be a target game that you can buy right, target. Right. Um, and you should that should be part of your collection. I'm gonna say it's only like twenty five bucks at, at most. Yeah. See, so. that's my barriers. Is that I have to keep my game acquisitions to a fairly benign level, but, you know. These days it's 40, hard. It's $40, hard. Forty dollars is kind of like my point. After that, yeah. it's like I can save for a while. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It, it's hard. It's hard these days with games, especially the good ones. I liked Tyrants of the Underdark. We just talked about a bit here, mm-hmm. and everybody really loved that game. But when I went to buy it at Gen Con when it first came out, I looked at this thing and it's like sixty, seventy bucks. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I, how can I? I mean. For some people, that may seem like a lot. Some people, it may seem like not a lot. But for me, especially there, it's like one game. It just depends on the game. Chance. Like it's the same. It's the same metric as the size. Like yeah. you see a game, you know the new the new thing everybody's talking about the last year ish is uh, is Gloomhaven. Oh right, yeah. but it's oh, gig- fifteen pound game. It's yeah. gigantic, right? And it's relatively expensive. It's right, like over a hundred, I think. And so, yeah. in the same way as I, I always appreciate when a really you know, deep it's, when a deep, engaging, compelling game is small, I'm also impressed when it can also be inexpensive made. With not not made cheap because I don't want to. Yeah, know, you want good quality cards like, or whatever. It might like be. a game, you know, has the choice between plastic minis or little card cardboard stand ups. Like I want the plastic right. minis every time. But sure. Um, yeah. 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 And I'm not saying that you know price is an indicator of a good or a bad game for sure. No, but, I've but, had. A lot of my games are gems that are 20, 25, and I've played great ones that, like Tyrants, that, you know, 65, 70. And it's worth that money. Absolutely. Know? Right. But but it, it is a lot more of a bigger risk when you go up to those price points of $60, $70. Where like, it is especially when you're at like a place like Gen Con, where you don't necessarily get a bit demo it for like five minutes. You truly don't get the experience of what... what what you're buying for seventy dollars, and I felt I you saw it, I could see it's it. Going to fit for your group, right? But I felt like seventy dollars to invest in a game. I did because it just so happened that um, at the end of the con, there was nothing else that I really, really wanted, and I was like, okay, I hadn't spent a lot of money, and mm-hmm. I'm okay, I'm under budget, I'll buy that. So that just happened to roll around, and I'm yeah, ecstatic that I, I did. And, and it's, I picked it on I'm a, it on it on like a Black Friday here, sale but. at my uh, game shop. So oh, really? that's how I ended up. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I make it sound like it's the greatest game in the world, but it's, it's, it fits in my alley. It's D and D it's drow and under dark stuff. And yeah. it's, um, a deck builder, which I, with area control. Um, I mean, Bla- black Friday is how I ended up with, uh, the Bob Ross art of chill game. Like they were, which was fun. They were pitching it. You know, they had right. a guy cosplaying and stuff at Gen Con and I'm like, I don't know. I like, I wanted to demo it, but I never got the chance to. And then when I went by the booth, they were sold out and whatever. Like mm-hmm. I probably would have insta bought it, uh, right. at Gen Con, but then, um, some of our friends played it and they're like, eh, it's okay. It's not great. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, it, it's, know, the, it was fun. Theme, whatever. But... And it was, um, I think black Friday at target, it was like 
twenty four dollars. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's cheap enough that I can get it, and I'll I'll get yeah. a couple of plays yeah. out. Of I it. actually think it's that's that's its price point. That's yeah. what it should be at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's, if it's more than that, I, for his namesake, then I don't know if I'd pay that. But it's a it's a decent amount of components. Like it's sure it it's nice. It's a nice looking game. It's got you know presumably reproductions of a bunch of his paintings. It's simple enough. It's simple. Yeah. Right. If you're doing the rules right. Which, yeah. Yeah. Our, I mean, we, we, we had a big board if. on there. We had a big board on there. The, the long and short of that was that we had a big board, and it's got a, a scoring track that you have to get. The first one to get to the end of the scoring track, let's say it's 100. It's a, what, is it like set completion? Would you call that the mechanic? Yeah, you have to complete a set of something to get. You complete a set of whatever you're trying to it's complete. It's really like of cards. It's, it's a lot like Ticket to Ride, but two instead reds, of two blues, where, two like you're drawing red. cards from a, a deck and four face-up, except instead of trying to get a set of red... You're trying to get a specific combination for the painting that's up. It's like yeah, a palette. Right, right. Where, and there's you know, a little bit more mechanics. The, there there are trees, thing, so right. you've got to get you know the, the yellow, the green, and the brown, right. and, and then the proper brush. You, you get with. those, and you, and you turn them in. And there are a bunch of bonus points, but the base score for completing one of those uh, painting features yeah. is the number of cards it requires, which is the the majority of the points you and, get. And we played two thirds of the game without those points so all we like, were doing was playing with just the bonus extra little points oh. like a, a feature that should be giving you nine points right. was giving you four right not four even less sometimes five. it's two no it probably sometimes like we only get two the, the most cards it takes is four all so, oh, right 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 you know right. there's that but i was like oh, so our time on this game which is supposed to be like, a 30 minute game like double right the t- or maybe triple the amount of time it should have taken to play this game yeah yeah and and we by the that which also affected the game because as you're in your, your hour you're like, okay, I'm, this game is not meant to be fun this long, you know? And and I, then, so I start judging the game. It's like, no, I don't like this game. Right, right. You know, because, wow, this is too long for the amount of fun I'm getting. But had this been a 30-minute game, I'd have been like, that was fun. Let's do it again or whatever and start all over with different things. So I like the Bob it's Ross game. It's a nice game. feeling to get to a point where uh, I had a similar experience with the uh, Firefly game. Mm, yeah. Which is difficult and unforgiving and still not super, uh, you know, positive positive feelings about it but we played it a couple times and i talked to uh again my buddy chance and he was like well if you if you mosey you can make work and get a, like a details of the rules that our listeners don't uh, right. don't care about but like we were doing one of the rules wrong where um you didn't have to push your luck every turn okay. like you can do a slightly more safe more passive action on your turn that slowly earns you money right I'm like oh that's a it's a whole level of like that would reduce my negative feelings about the game. Right, right. And and sometimes when you It's play always nice game, to have a game sure. redeemed. Right. I find it like it's frustrating to have screwed up the rules, but you know, as we talked about with Trotsky last night, like it makes right. a funny story. Right. Like, we'll right. always talk about the time Pat put too many Cylons in the BSG game. Right, right. <laughs> but 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 the, you know, actually was that quite a fun game. It's funny, you know, you think you always remember the moments, but right. not where really the Uh that also makes me remind what you just said earlier was when you said um Mike, you said, I'm pointing at you, our, our viewers sure. or listeners can't see that. Um, so when you had said that it's good for us as organizers or other people to have lead games that you've already played and you know. Um, you know, when when yeah, I played Clank, sure. someone knew it and could explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, so in, then, then all of a sudden you have just a few little minute rules that you have to look up here and there. But you can get the game going, you can ask a few questions, and you can get stuff going in a lot more way, as opposed to a game you get in there and you're like, uh, now halfway through we figured it out and got the wrong Well, right. uh, yeah. that's the thing is I can guarantee you that there's not been a game that somebody 
just picked up and says, all right, I want to play this game, and they they read the rules. They go, all right, who has this game? Teach me this game. And if they yeah. don't, it doesn't get played. Yeah, you're right. And and I that you which know is, what? Which is because I've tried to do that. I mean, that was a, a realization I came to about a year ago, year and a half, because I I played a lot of games when I lived here in this community of you know mostly Trotsky because I wasn't really hanging out with you, Michael, before mm. the, before that before I moved. And um, I would play games with my family. And I very often would like borrow Trotsky's games or buy a game because I liked it and, and we'd play it. Or at most, like my brothers and I, who've been to Gen Con a couple times, would bust out a new game and we're like, let's figure this out. Right. Um, but I try to do that with more of my family, you know, my parents and sisters, whatever, like the less gamer, the casuals, whatever you want to call yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to say. Um, and I realized that nobody has the patience to sit and wait while I figure out the rules. Right. Oh, right. You're right. Um, I, right. Like, when it's game time, like, it's game time. Like if I'm gonna right. if I'm gonna pitch, don't ask us, me to come play. If I'm gonna pitch <laughs> us playing a game, like I have to already know the rules. I have to at yeah, the very absolutely. least have like right. watch some YouTube videos. We did that with um, the World of Warcraft game. Yeah. Because none of us knew how to play, and I'm like I'm looking around online for a video, and <laughs> the best I could find is somebody's walkthrough. And it's right. like, you know, the game is 12 years old now. It's from 2005. Yeah, it, yeah. And so, you know, it's somebody's YouTube video from like 2008. And he's like, hey, guys, I want to show you. I saw that. I heard all that, that video, right? Game. I, I played a lot of WoW, but I'm kind of getting bored with it. And so I got this board. It was really, I'm like, yeah. this is, there's no information in here that's valuable to me. I'm going to have right. to just read it out of the book. And so we spent, I think I spent half an hour just reading the rules aloud. And I'm like, right. I hope these guys are absorbing some of this information because. <laughs> right. But you know, it's funny. With, we figured in, it in out. In that one specifically, know. I think you guys with your group, not to get too much about it, you all knew what you were getting into. Right. I mean, it was you specifically it was pitched said, we're as all a, but hey, I, who wants to play this six hour World of Warcraft board game? Right. And so you're like, okay, well, if we're going to be here for six hours, like it's taken as read that you're going to spend almost an hour in setup and rules. But that's also the magic of this place is that, A, you know you're here. B, you know you have people that are enthusiastic about it. So you might venture out and pick up the rules and read it. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't get a lot of that. No, we, we don't. We, we do get I It's my – I have a perfect example of that. Is that. I bought a game at Gen Con last year for pretty on the cheap called X-Men Mutant Academy or something. Okay. And I love my branded games. Um, and yeah, especially right. it's about it's about X Men. So, uh, but it was a long. It's got is a, it's not got the a school Xavier school. Yeah, Xavier school. Okay. So it had a, instructions to it that were pretty, you know, forty pages or so, hmm. and it takes an hour and a half to play. And I was like, I, this is a time to play it. And mm-hmm. it take unfortunately it takes three. I didn't realize it three to five players. And I thought Sydney and I, my my daughter and I play it, but it's only two. Oh right, right. So right. like this is okay. I bought it. Unfortunately, I'm going to play it at ICG. And but the way this matters is that I didn't um, I didn't pre-read the rules and it's a 40 page rule book and I kind of yeah. started to do it and I should have but I didn't but nobody wants to sit on it and read go through the stuff no. even for so an hour and a half game becomes a two to three hour game yeah. and so it did like you said it didn't get played and I feel bad about that that's my own fault for not pre if you sure. want to play it next pre- year you just come prepared exactly and, and do that. <laughs> yeah. I learned that myself you know I have there's a catalog I bring games that I still haven't played yet in my catalog yeah, yeah, that's, you know. that's a lot of what I brought. I mean, Heroes Wanted, which we never managed to get busted out, but that's a game I kickstarted whenever it came out, two thousand fourteen, and I've still never played it. It's actually right. something I've uh, I've instituted in myself recently. Is that I'm starting to 
go through my collection and see which games I haven't played. I'm mm-hmm. going to learn them, play them, assess them, and boot them. If, right. You know, because there's so much out there that I'd rather get. Oh, yeah. So, brand yeah. brand new stuff. I've just in the last two, three years started taking a box of games to Gen Con with me to sell at the auction. Not yeah. not to the extent as our buddy Trotsky does, but he, he buys more games than I yeah. do, so he has more to purge. Yeah, we, we do need to have a segment on the show just talk about, like, how how we choose games and what we do in, in ways like that. Cause I know that several people, I maybe it's me our age or something are starting to realize that you can't have everything or maybe you do. We just finally got the ability to have enough games to, to mine, down. mine is there's a couple criteria I have. Generally it's, I go up by audience and where I'm going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And my purpose for gaming. So for mm. me, I like higher energy games. I like easier to get into games. I'm ADD, man. I can't sit for a six-hour game. <laughs> right, right. Everyone's in Warcraft. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out, right. I'll be over right. here to play. I'll get four games in while you guys right. get that. Yeah. It's, it's, always, it's always happy for me to, to kind of wrap up even on stuff on, on that event, to, to see the different wide variety of people. Well, right. We talked about that, I think, when uh, when we had Bill on, and he was talking about miniatures games. Like, it's yeah. it's very cool to me, the the wide range. Like, if you're not if you're not in this culture, whatever you want to call it, this, like, gamer that you're like, oh, there are gamers and non-gamers. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, you know, a lot of kind of groups like, you know, living historians or um, uh, whatever, like, uh, uh, in religion, like different types of Christian, that mm-hmm. kind of, you'd like, if you're outside, it all seems the same, yeah. right? But you get inside <laughs> and like, there's oh, a huge, there's depths. There's, yeah, there's a there's huge difference the between of, yeah. like a miniatures gamer and, a, you know, a magic player. Right. Like to the outside, they're both, weird gamer nerds but <laughs> those are those are completely different types and styles Interest. of games it may and not so, like this it may like and that or, and those like are games that don't go off here i've when you we tried first started magic, right? i used to bring down my my because i do magic i do war mini games sure. and oh, i brought right. them down yeah, yeah. and they never got picked up yeah. and it a because they take a lot of space sure yeah so like right. war mini games it's but you need a good eight foot space yeah, just yeah. to play the game yeah but to your point, there there is there's so many sub segments well, of, it's, of stuff. It's funny. We, it's funny that I picked those two examples because both of those two genres have never managed to hook me right. because of the financial oh, requirements. Yeah, right, right. Like I spend a lot of money buying new games, and I'm like, I can't get hooked into buying Magic or any other right. TCG cards. Like I can't get hooked into buying miniature because I'm going to buy Which them. Are an investment and, so low on those. And, tr- I mean, and yeah. try oh, to yeah, right. and try to paint them and and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm not going right. to. I'm not going to get any return out of that and i know and i know that like bill when he his first year he missed of this that he but he would always almost always him and david and sometimes you would Dust. always bring down the mm. stuff and they would set up a table in the sunroom or somewhere on their own on a sunday just so that they feel that like if i build it they will come sure if i put it out there we'll get a couple and they do <laughs> to somewhat because if you have it there they'll find one person but it takes a lot of work to get the one yeah. person to, to learn the rules to something like that but anyway the point was is that there's these segments and we do have it's, I like that about here is that we have we, at this event we get to see so many different people do things. Um, so what was your game, Dennis? That that you, one that you played this weekend that was you say one deck dungeon. What was, was your great. gem? Yeah, what was your gem mm. for this weekend? That's a good term. Well, I don't think I played anything that I immediately want to go out and buy. Right. I played the World of Warcraft game, mm-hmm. which was fun. It made me want to go play WoW. But, <laughs> right. Uh, it does. That <laughs> game does. Right. Um, I'm like, oh pets and the you know whatever the items and the it's all straight out of the game it's straight out of the game as, <laughs> as it was 12 13 years ago but yeah, right. um maybe 
11 or 12 years ago. I don't know yeah. what anniversary they're on now. Um, but it it has that time problem, mm-hmm. which is sort of gift and a curse. And like, it's nice to know that um, if if the other faction, so you play up to up to three v three horde versus alliance, mm-hmm. and the factions take turns separately, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, um, and then each member of that faction gets two actions. So if they're doing something complex, like they're going to do some combat encounters. It's going to take them a while. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, I have time now to go hit the restroom, grab another beverage or whatever. Right. Before you, which is like, that's not really what you want in a game. But yeah. at the same time, like in a, in a game that's long like that, right. it's kind of nice to have some sort of built-in intermissions in it. But like every time that it's not your turn, you're like, well, I'm yeah. going to sit here and wait because you also don't really do anything on the other factions. I, I actually wonder now that just listening to you and I've owned the game for 12 years, if it's not actually okay to play it two players. So you just have they have a two player rules, I think. Yeah, yeah probably. You, you, yeah, you. Um, each player controls two characters. Oh, you're two. So it doesn't really cut down time because you're still managing the two characters. It's. I mean, there's it's one person. There's no communication, yeah. right? So yeah. you're just, uh, you're just making playing. making a few more decisions every time. Right, but like, right. um, my partner, because we played two v two, we stayed together most of the time. We did all the combat encounters right, together right. until we got to a point where we were strong enough. And I'm like, I can probably take care of this Murloc if you want to go kill that Naga. We don't need to both fight this level one Murloc. Yeah, we're gonna right. waste that extra action, and you know you can you right. can do. But starting out, we were together all the time, so it um, it made our decision making faster. Right. We didn't have to wait for like, okay, I'll go here if you go there. And yeah, right. How about you, Mike? What was the game? This one that you not to say new, but it was the most fun. That you oh, my had gem was uh, five minute dungeon five minute for sure. Oh, that's going right. straight into the collection. All right, five minute dungeon. It's there are a couple great. other ones I liked a lot that yeah. will end up there eventually. There, I I liked Clank though. That was end of the night. It was about two three a.m. Yeah, and <laughs> that's a tough as, one to start. That as way. we were getting to later phases of that game, I got more and more engaged in the conversation I was having with Trotsky, who wasn't playing. <laughs> right, like yeah. I would take my turn, and I basically had a plan. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get. Oh, that's out. right. We did play that together. And, that's and right. I, yeah. And I completely stopped paying attention to anything else about the game. It's a deck builder, so. And then you get done, and you're that game got done, and we were like, okay, it's over. Mo- <laughs> most most deck builders to me feel like that kind of like um, the original one I played is Ascension. Okay. And Ascension to me, if you're playing with four players, you play your turn, right? You, it doesn't. You don't really have to pay attention to what's right. out on the field when it's not your, your turn. Your actions don't affect anyone else on the board because somebody yeah. else is probably going to buy it. Like it won't. It won't come to you. So, right. uh, like short of maybe looking at your hand and having an <clears throat> idea what kind of currencies you're going to have going into your turn, it comes to your turn, and that's the board. That's you have because right. the board even, changes by by the time yeah, you like, end to the next time you I, go. I have a hard yeah. time in that game even like maintaining any kind of long term strategy because I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? What am I going for? Like, if I yeah. build a lot of combat, there might not be, yeah. you know, if I buy one mechanic construct, I might not get the opportunity to buy anymore. And so my, I'm always just like playing one turn at a time. Yeah, you know, separate, separate from anything else, and. So I was doing that in Clank and unfortunately not even really paying attention to the, like, it seemed yeah. like you were starting to, um, to leave. Like you were, yeah, you but... were on your way going back out of the dungeon in, in the game. And I'm like, 
well, that's what I should do. Just get as much movement and maybe pick up whatever points I can along the way. Right. right. Didn't seem like a lot that you could interact with. And that was my downside of that game. Is that and, and so I don't know. So my, fine. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't my, my train of thought with that, the reason that I brought up Clank, is I played Tyrants of the Underdark, and I played it once before. And I liked that. I liked the hybrid um, board, board game, game, deck builder mm-hmm. combination. I'm that too. Which yeah. Trotsky reminded me that Trains yeah. is one of those. And I own trains and i forgot all about it because i bought it i don't think we've played it since i bought it maybe once okay um which is you know my whole my whole thing but um trotsky (laughs) mike shakes his head right we're all there man uh, he he didn't want he enjoyed tyrants of the underdark but he doesn't like the art because it's that wizards of the coast dungeons and dragons very dark grim art style which if you're not into you're not into yeah yeah and um After he said that, I was like, there's another game that's like that that I, I think I've played. And so what game was it? And then I remembered that it was Clank. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to try Clank. So I know maybe I should get not like I need any more deck builders. But Right. Um, <laughs> well, the, the Tyrants, uh, the, the thing about Tyrants and the Clank, when we might have said this a little bit early in the show, is that Tyrants, you are involved on when it's not your turn. Someone's putting spies on your thing. They're taking mm. over your stuff. They're attacking your things. There's a little like, more involvement person to person than it is you're just running your game at the same time everyone else is running yeah because it's this right. uh this board control sort yeah. of control and denial and it, and it is important that you don't seem too aggressive it's you know it had that game had a theme of the drow being this underhanded sneaky subversive you know don't look at my yellows over here i don't have that very mm-hmm, much stuff mm-hmm. and i'm i'm not helping your area i'm just putting a spot here and then you and then you you do dagger them all of a sudden on your turn or something so, yeah, it, it very well worked with thematic stuff. And uh, we go back to Tyrants again talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, did, I did like it because of that. And it's, It was good, yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, I think uh, you're heading home north here real soon. Yeah. It's three, <laughs> four-hour drive? Three and a half-hour drive at Ooh. least. So, Well, we appreciate you having you here, buddy. I appreciate it. I'd love to come back sometime. Yeah, we bet. The, you bet the uh, uh, drive safe on the way home. And obviously, we'll, you and I will talk more about next year's, and we'll see if Dennis was uh, worthy after his first year to come back again. <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> but sure. past muster. Then that's right. We'll get you like, uh, sorry, we can run the show together, but you can't come. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got wasted it's, and put a hole in the wall. It's, and, it's not you, know. you it's, it's, us. <laughs> <laughs> it's us. Well, thanks again, Mike, for coming, buddy. All right, guys. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Yep. Take it easy. Yep. All right. So, in the time we have left, I want to uh, go over our weekly challenge and oh, yeah. uh, and talk about our our one for next week. Uh, before we do that, um, bring it from board games to to to, to Netflix. To ne- Netflix originals. Before we do that, let's uh, let's do our uh, good news, everyone. Oh man, you got, you got something for me? Man, I, you, I sprung that you on did you a little bring bit. That on me. Crap. Well, Let me. I, I can. I can do mine first. If no, because I, enough... I, I want to. Okay, I go want, for it. I want it to be an easy one and say it was a game weekend. Sure. Is that, is that cheating? I mean, because yeah, we just I had mean, that. I mean. Yeah, that was it, it. You know, there's rough weeks, things that happen here and there that were were tough. But coming on this weekend is you know super fun, seeing good friends that I don't get to see, but once you know a year mm-hmm. we, as mm-hmm. we just said, and have, being able to have obviously the show live is is a great positive, sure. fun thing. So yeah, I, I loved it, and I got to have my kid came over with last week's good news was the you know the the new baby your, your, your granddaughter right and so having her come over here that they all all three of them came yeah her daughter, yeah her husband and and uh, it was akeem and hope and baby luna it was nice it was good yeah. they, they came the baby was good and also we get to see uh cody our friend Co- cody uh his or my friend cody and his wife 
I had not seen their little baby either. So mm. for a thing of gamers, it's weird to have like a baby, a baby from yeah. the people that are gamers that are all right, there. right. Um, so that's. It's kind but of we're all adults, you know. It's not. Right. It's not Stranger Things kids right. in the basement. You know, we, we have we have this group, and it is a, such a, a what we talked about diverse. so many different things. Diverse yeah. group of people. So from ethnicity to gender to age, gender you know, we age, had we had. Yeah. Player, there's some people here that were in their 20s. You think some of the younger ones at, at the youngest, at the probably. youngest, yeah. And then obviously, I think one or Pat's probably one of the older ones. Maybe Chris. Chris, Chris was, was here for a minute, right? So yeah. you know, we go up into the 40s, late 40s, or late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it the you know, I would I would say the same thing. Like I had various expectations coming into this event, and it was overall positive. Um, I did have a story to to not have mine the same as yours. Um. On my drive down, I stopped at uh, uh, Fry's Electronics, oh, okay. um, which is a store that I like in Indy. You know, it opened. Greenwood? Uh, um, Fishers. They, oh, north. Okay. Um, north, uh, northeast Indianapolis. It opened when I was living up there, and I was like, man, this place is like, it's like magic. It's like Radio Shack meets um, Best Buy yeah, or right, something. Right, right. And I, I often squeeze in a trip when I'm making this, this squeezing a stop when I'm making this trip north to south and um, I realized about an hour into my drive down here that I hadn't brought my mouse mm. and um, it was a possibility you know that I was going to stay an extra day and try to work and I have a hard time uh, I mean even though I have a MacBook like I just like to use a mouse I have a Razer gaming mouse and it's starting the, the switches on my mouse at home are starting to get a little finicky where it's double clicking or won't drag when it's supposed to, which means the switches are starting to wear out. And so I've had it in mind to get a new one. Right. And, um, this is, you know, it's good news, but it's a very trivial, you know, consumer kind of, kind of good news. But, um, I like going to fries cause I like seeing the stuff and, and trying it. Um, it's especially nice when I'm doing this kind of trip where I'll, I'll, I've done this once or twice where I'll buy something at fries on my way to Bloomington Mm -hmm. And then get to use it over the weekend. I did this oh, with right. uh, with a headset. And then if I decide I don't like it, I can return it. I don't ah, have to deal with nice, yeah. you know sending a package back to Amazon or what, yeah. which is not difficult. It's just it's still, it's you know when thing. I'm driving through, it's you know stop talk to a person to deal with it, and it's easy. Um, but in general, I found that uh, their prices are always a little higher. Fries, yeah, for sure. Fries, but they do price matching. Oh, and so I know that. so I saw the new version of the of the Razor Mouse. I have the Death Adder. And um, and I grabbed it off the shelf and just assumed that I was going to have to price match it to Amazon, right. right? Which they do. I pull it up on my phone and they they do a purchase order, or whatever, and it's um, and it's all good. And it ended up being the same. Oh, so the, the the guy, the customer service guy at the computer, pulled it up and he's like, he's like, okay, so I'm showing this mouse at fifty four ninety nine or whatever it was, and I'm like, oh, well, that's the Amazon price. So sweet. You're right. Um, nice. It's just a you know little thing. Little things, yeah. The the fries. I I don't think I've had everyone talks about fries or I've heard fries mm-hmm. here things. And and Indy's the only place where I've uh, been able to see them. And when I finally got to see them, I was underwhelmed. Sure. The reason I was underwhelmed is because I think I've seen all that stuff in other places, like the game preserves, or been fortunate enough to have some shops in town right. that, that have the, that kind of stuff. And every single thing in fries was overpriced. Yeah, for what it was. And yeah. Like, oh, here's a here's a, a Attack on Titan cool little miniature. Oh my god, it's two hundred dollars. Well, you can get right. anywhere else and where right. it's cheaper. So it was just it felt like a very commercialized uh, pop and, culture, thing. and and it kind of is like it opened. It's been like 
12 or 13 years since it opened. Yeah. Um, and so when it did, like Amazon didn't have as much stuff as they have now. Um, you know, it's like the only place where I'm going to go and buy a, a razor mouse, like a high end gaming peripheral and also pick up a new vinyl record. Oh, sure. Right. Right. right like, yeah. and their, their movies were always my overpriced thing too. It was like, wait, sure. Yeah. Like and I don't, on, in, in general, I don't buy right. physical, physical movies. movies so, right, right. Um, yeah, for me, I always, I always, I'd lo- I love going into the stores that have those and you're like, oh, I can find a Beetlejuice for $7. Right. And, you know, those are, those are worth like going through the stacks for, but fries invariably, oh, Beetlejuice, $35. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You're, you're a little off there fries. And, and I, I will say recently I'm spoiled because we have a Think Geek here in Bloomington. Think Geek oh, store. that's new. I think oh, since yeah. I moved. It's, it's everything you think it is. It's not a huge store, but it's a nice little thing. You go in there and mm-hmm. everything's cool. Um, you get some of those uh, Enterprise and Klingon Bird of Prey salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, stuff like that. That's yeah. exactly the kind of stuff they have. You know, little section for Star Wars or anime. And I mean, and I love the little niche things that we get to find. Uh, my daughter and I like uh, Ruby. It's RWBY. RWBY, yeah. yeah. And they've got like a little small section of all the little figures. And you're like, oh, it's a... Nice. You know, or, or a bottle opener of them or something. It's, you know? it's like Spencer's yeah. Gifts, but everything's... It's not... Everything's a dirty joke. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And, and I love it. And I also love my collector, if we hadn't talked about this before, is that my collector thing, I'd love to go and have all these miniature figures that are like right. 12 inch, you know, that are completely dumb to have. <laughs> I mean, there's no useful. <laughs> They're stuff just taking up space. Right. Here. But they have them in their display cases, like two really two or three display cases, you know, a hundred dollars for a statuette. Right. And you're like, Oh my God, I wish I had this display case. Why? Right. <laughs> but the, the, the closest I came to something like that. And you know, I have things that I've held on to, but I've moved just enough times and, when I was a kid, I was such a hoarder. Like I had a mm-hmm. bottle cap collection and a keychain collection <laughs> and a, you know, whatever, like I had a dozen collections and right. I got to be a teenager a little bit older and I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't do all these things. Yeah. Like if everything is significant, nothing is, right, right, is, right. is the thing. Um, but I remember when in my, in my peak wow playing time back in Oh seven, Oh nine time, um, the figure prints, site launched okay oh and this yeah, was yeah. this was like early in the days of 3d printing i was tempted by that the, right there these these dudes would um print a 3d print a figure a model mm-hmm. of your character your wow yeah. character right and i was like man if i had of course this was before the transmog days right. it's like i have all except for my boots my character yeah like my hunter back then uh she had all matching tier five armor for, right. because i rated so much but the the set didn't include boots, and so the boots didn't match. And I was like, if I ever got these matching boots, that would be kind of cool to have. And now right. with transmogs, like I went back, and you, could do that. you know, over leveled and farmed it all up again because mm-hmm. I don't still have that same account. But right. I'm like, it wouldn't be, it would only be significant to me to have that, or somebody who played to that degree right. who recognizes that armor on site, which is. Not not too many people that I would run into in real life. I, I had, there are few enough in the game, right? It, it, it's that's a man. I know we're going to run into this topic, but we, we could talk. I, I love this. We, I love we, the uh, idea of. Well, I wanted to say when you were talking about your collector thing, I've never been here to yeah, your house before, right, and so right. I was um, messaging the group, my brothers, both of you right. whom we've met, uh, trying to describe your place, <laughs> right. and I'm like, I'm like, I think, I think you can tell he's the only adult here because <laughs> you know if like if. You know, it's like it's like Trotsky's house. Like right. you can have, or my dad has a room with um, 
with deer wallpaper and mounted deer heads. Like right. my mom would not let them let him hang a mounted deer head like in their bedroom oh, right, right, yeah. or anything like that. There's a room in the basement. Right. That's the TV room. Sort of. It's not really a den. It's a TV right. room. The couches all face the TV. The surround speakers and stuff. Right. And that's where the deer heads can live. Right. Like in in a normal, not normal, but in in that kind of relationship, like you have to balance that. Right. And I'm like, this is this is spread into into areas. But and then like and then like casting a little shade for some of this stuff. I'm like, I'm like he's got. He's got Star Wars prequels cereal boxes up here. And then and, and David's like, OMG. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> no, but it's, no. But it's great. It's cool. I mean, you know, we, we just got done talking about the whole game weekend. Like, right. there's enough space here that if people bring tables and chairs and stuff, we had like six, seven. I mean, I, count, I counted maybe five, at least five games with table, like games yeah. that require tables like all set up going simultaneously which is right. you know an accomplishment in a in a normal house that's right, not, to get that to you know work. dedicated space not right. somebody's office or yeah something. my with with my collection i have I, the kind of the rules of when i collect things for my own personal rules is uh, mm-hmm. it has to i have to be able to display it that closet sure. right that you've got behind you is is half full of things that i need to throw away got it and, and it's because I want to display them. There's nowhere to display them. And if I don't have some place to display them, I need to get rid of it or figure, come to grips with that. I don't yeah. have my transformers to display. Right. You know? Um, and that's, that's fine. But, and you mentioned like the star Wars things, but I get these shelves or wherever they're, they'll be up there. It, and that's what they're for. It's the, uh, it's the Indiana Jones that belongs in a museum, right? <laughs> right like, yeah. like if it just lives in a closet in or in your basement or attic or something, right. why do you even have it? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, and I don't like, I don't like, I mean, I have my little stuff up here and I don't like to get my little you know, figures that are on my desk. Star Wars. Yeah. Things, but, but I don't want to get another one because it, if it doesn't fit or won't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, that's when I go to purchase like, Oh, that'd be cool. But really what am I going to do with it? Now, if yeah. I decide that I'm going to throw away my old Star Wars collectibles up here, uh, or get rid of them, then I'd have more room and I could buy more stuff. And that's sure. fine. And also to my defense, like the <laughs> stuff upstairs is like, that never is out. Like I've got a hanging millennium. Falcon oh, I mean, I knew that stuff. you told me about that before, oh, yeah. before the, all my, all my actual, I'm sure area. the millennium Falcon does not hang from that plant hook no, in your no. living room <laughs> no, no. all the time. So then I would have zero dates that would ever be right, successful. Right. It's not that. like, um, uh, how I met your mother. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character is the, right. is the eternal bachelor. Right. And he has he he's also they joke about his character's evil. Mm-hmm. Like um his favorite character in uh Karate Kid is um Johnny. <laughs> right. Right. Guy. Yeah. Um but he has a he has a full set of stormtrooper armor in his, right. I mean his apartment is like a loft, but right, it's right. there like everything is silver and, and black and gray and <laughs> right. it's dark, it's evil. And so it's it's not really nerdy, but he's got the stormtrooper because he loves his, the dark, uh, dark side, side like, that's, stuff, the, right. that's the bit there. But, um, but yeah, the, the, I don't have, like you said, my upstairs living space. And when, when I was living with my fiance that we had, um, uh, it was definitely, that's, that's not the room where I place where I put it in. Sure. My, yeah, my, no, no, my no. Right. Stuff. I knew, I knew that that wasn't normal. <laughs> right. But, but honestly though, when buying, when buying my home here, it was a huge draw that I had the downstairs was a very big open gaming space and yeah. a den type, you know, spot so that I could make it because I did have a lot of this stuff that I couldn't display that was in, in closets at my mm-hmm. last house. And I had a smaller, just this, uh, our studio, we're a smaller space. And I was like, there, yeah. someday I want to put them up. And as I moved, the, the decision was to buy 
this house and I could have room to put those things out and display mm-hmm. them or I need to throw them away. Right. Or I need to get rid of my EverQuest maps and I need to get rid right, of my stuff. Right, right. Um, so I, I'm glad that I have this and I'm at, at capacity, I think. Pretty, yeah, pretty good it's, stuff, it's, but, pr- it's pretty sweet. Right. So um, it's funny that I brought up How I Met Your Mother because our weekly challenge right. last week is uh, a Netflix original sitcom yep. called Disjointed. Yep. Uh, created by Chuck Lore, mm-hmm. who you might know uh, created... Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. and um, Two and a Half Men um, right. and a handful of other right. uh, sitcoms. It's got Kathy Bates in it. This one, Kathy Bates and nobody else nobody you've else. ever heard that's of. Right. Yeah, it's um, like we got a show. You'll be the anchor, and that's what we're going to get you on. Which is a fairly common uh, situation in um, Netflix in sitcoms or even in Netflix. That now that they'll get one like actor person, it's, like this it's is your budget. Show. You know, however, however you can uh, you can afford. My family watched Last Man Standing, which is Tim Allen. And then they got, um, I can't think of her name, but uh, the girl from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the kids and everybody out. Well, Hector Elizondo is in it. So the mm. kind of the, like it goes into more B-list. Yeah. And, and the kids and everybody else are, are people you've never right. you've never seen in anything. And like some, maybe some one actors, other TV show. Some of those actors are not necessarily all, or they're very on the fringe of, main lining their own movies or shows but not really i want right. to think what's the one guy on game night uh, jason bateman jason bateman, you know, yeah is he a leading man yes but sometimes he's on the line so if you if netflix, i'm sure netflix can come to him and say hey we're going to give you a show where you're the only guy that's mm. going to be the lead and it's called ozark and it's ozark, yeah you know? and you're like i'm sure that's much more convincing to these actors to come and do a show if they're the lead and they're the only one sure sure because they, then they have more power in the yes you know the negotiating negotiation and, and and it's their show they can show i can lead a show so more. so how much of this show did you watch six to eight episodes i think okay I, uh, and not because i was like on fire for it right but, but it was playing in the background it's 20 minutes is why like sure yeah minutes. um just like autoplay netflix and autoplay netflix stuff it yeah. yeah it was it was while i was doing stuff and i had some playing in the background i i watched three episodes uh actively like yeah. before or after whatever I was actually going to watch. It's like there's a new season of iZombie and mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole season of um, Shameless that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch Shameless. And then before I go to sleep, I'll, I'll watch my one more episode of this, uh, mm-hmm. of this show. It's this interesting thing um, that I described when we talked about um, the ranch yeah. with Sam Elliott, that it's like, it's sitcom. It's very, typical like going all the way back to i love lucy yeah. uh stage style sitcom yeah with profanity because netflix there's no right. fcc regulation right and i'm like well, that's different yeah like but none of the networks none of the main tv networks would publish a show about a pot shop yeah right, right. profanity or not right like that would not fly even now on primetime tv right right and so it's there's nothing new about it. It's right. just a, a a subject matter with a little bit of content that they could only do on a platform like like Netflix, right. which is which is cool. Right, right. Yeah, the it is nice that it's kind of freeing and, and it's good. It's that they have create more creativity and not limited by constraints and things. And and I I give them that. The show itself, um, it felt like it was written by just out of college maybe screenwriters <laughs> and and the joke a lot of the jokes writers room yeah yeah and and kathy bates's character um again it wasn't 
likable or dislikable and she wasn't bringing any kind of performance the only thing the performance she brought was that she could curse right and and it's kathy bates cursing sure uh, which which you know i neither care here nor there and it was fine but that wasn't enough to draw me and th- i think one of the reasons i let it play and continue and even turned it mm-hmm. back on more was because like the ranch i i sometimes feel that these sitcoms uh you can't just judge them by two or three episodes you almost gotta they, sure. they grow on you or the character becomes more lovable in this episode and then you understand them better. So I was hoping that as they go through. And I would say some of them, there's the, the pothead grower kid who's like we've raised on a commune and he's the yeah. main grower. He is a little bit like likable more as you go through. He's not unlikable, but he has you like you, he kind of grows on you, but He's, nobody else. Does, does his character get more complex? It's not just a little bit, not just yeah, stoner yeah. stereotype. No, because he there is a one or two episodes where he like reaches out to the the guy who's their enemy, the karate guy or something. I see, and and they he starts. Being oh, nice. um, Sam Taekwondo from uh, oh right, yeah, from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Right, right. So I saw him, and I'm like, who is that guy? I know that guy. Sam, right. So the. Um, yeah, he gets some things, but really nobody else does. They have a whole PTSD like episode where they try to get serious. That I don't. Do they keep doing those animated? Yeah, sequences I don't like that with, at all. Yeah, that's a I that's don't. a weird weird thing. There, I've I've not for lack of whatever. I I haven't gotten high on marijuana, so maybe that's a a thread that goes through. Maybe some of that like like uh, um, late eighties nineties uh, MTV animated yeah. stuff Maybe that they made seeing some animation stuff, stuff like that where you're like but, like this is a, a, a um, like an art form in that culture yeah I don't but, know but sometimes they're know. like three minutes of, of this art and you're so like, for for the benefit for the benefit of our listeners the uh, we didn't really describe this show oh, it's, I guess. it's a sitcom disjointed uh, Kathy Bates is a aging hippie who has opened a medicinal marijuana shop in California. And she's been a lifelong like a champion of marijuana rights. Making right. Like th- this is, this is like the extent of the depth and complexity of her character. It, right, the, right. This is the one thing she cares about. Right. Um, right. Well, and, well in other episodes, they start talking about her relationship with her son, with her and son. And th- that comes out pretty early. Like her son is um, more like corporate. He has an MBA kind of stuff and she's not interested in corporate expansion kind of stuff um and they're they have a security guard at the front of the store to check ids because it's check ids and and prescription cards or whatever they they call it and um he doesn't smoke but was a, a soldier in iraq and has ptsd right and so he they go through these um animation sequences where the show stops and he starts hallucinating right i guess is what we're meant to yeah believe and it's just crazy brand like music video type animation, animation yeah. that's just just, just trippy nonsense right and and i and i didn't really get a lot of it um and and when they do try to tackle quote-unquote tackle in a sitcom way a little of these issues, which sometimes in sitcoms, that's good. You, you have a little bit of the seriousness. Sometimes can the work. Comedy. Yeah. Um, this one just, it, it, again, it just fell flat. I didn't get a lot of it. Um, and maybe, maybe I'm also not the audience. And the fact that um, clearly everything that they have on that show is solved by marijuana. Right. I mean, I mean, they are like, Oh, it's, it's trying to say that marijuana is good for this and good for that. And yeah, there's different yeah. types and there's different brands and each one has a thing. And they even have a whole episode where this one, uh, the, the, one of the, the main girls is trying to, um, 
tell you how you should keep a log of what you smoke when you smoke it how you know how to do it <laughs> and it's like that's the positive healthy way to tell someone like like okay this, this is it's not like a lifestyle for me. philosophy right yeah and and that like they're in they're working and they're always high or they're they're just fully functional high and i'm not right. sure how that works but i just no couldn't idea. see a show about I mean, there's cheers, but they weren't drunk the whole time. No, right. You know what I mean? Like, so Sam was a, a teetotaler, I believe. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Um, what's his name? You're the main. Uh, yeah, yeah. From uh, Good Place. Yeah, yeah. I just can't remember. He played Sam. Yeah, right, right. Gosh, what? Uh, it's gonna kill me. Ted. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ted that was a close one. Uh, but yeah, anyway, you know, you you don't have it's, and I don't think that like uh, Cheers was. Um, talk constantly talk about the benefits of, of alcohol and how it makes your life no, better and, and how how you can live with it like and, it was a show about people and right. that gathered in a so in a like they have been for right. decades and and, and there's very i can't years. think of right now a show that was based on a substance or something like that where, where that's the that's what they're doing and then here it was so maybe i'm not the audience it's a little this. yeah it's a little it's a little deep into that even in a way that like um weeds right mm-hmm. was it is it the closest comparison, which is which was not a sitcom, like right. it was a comedy drama, but right. at no point was was it about was any of it about marijuana. Like right. it was about right. these characters' lives and right. the things that they did, the things that they had to do, right. and right. and what happened to them along the way that just happened to be right. Right. you know pot selling and, and smoking involved in yeah and, and it, it just it wasn't because it was the writing maybe the subject was fine but the writing just didn't, didn't right hit. right um and then the, it's a laugh track thing i know you want to talk a little yeah, bit about the just, laugh track just thing. just briefly I, I i get in i get in this conversation debate whatever with uh my brother david because um he and i assume this came out of a conversation with uh, my parents when we were watching um last man standing and they were trying to recommend it to him and he's like, oh, I don't really like sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And they're like, The Office is a sitcom, and that's his yeah. favorite show of all time. Right. And he's like, No, it's not. And so, like, I I broke I overthought it and broke it down like I I normally do. <laughs> right, like, the word means situation comedy. It's a funny situation. Right. According to that definition, yes, The Office is a sitcom. Right. So saying you don't like sitcoms is the wrong thing. Right. Right. The Office is a like mockumentary, mockumentary right. sitcom. Um, this this what we're talking about with Last Man Standing, and it often like people point at the laugh track. Like mm-hmm. I don't like shows with laugh tracks, right? And the the laugh track is like it's a symptom. It's like one aspect of what that is. You might not like that style of show, mm-hmm. but um, like Cheers and a bunch of other those shows, like they would often say live audience. You know, this, it's filmed in front of a live audience. Right. Um, but and they're so clearly I, like laugh now, right? Laugh now. I mean, d- depending right. on depending on what it is, and and I learned just a little. You know, I did a couple minutes of googling before the show, and because I knew I had heard somewhere um, that uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, when they were making Seinfeld, mm-hmm. they didn't want to have laugh tracks. Yeah, and then they, you know, uh, tried tried some some stuff with and without, and they're like, yeah, with, for the format of the show and the storytelling we're doing. It really works, and so I found um, Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld did a um, did an AMA yeah. on Reddit and asked me anything, and somebody asked him like, "How do you feel about you know what were the decisions?" And he said um, they did the apartment scenes on a stage with an audience, mm-hmm. so when they would make jokes, the audience laughed, and that's 
it's just a different you know yeah. in the in a show like the office or to a lesser extent parks and rec it's this documentary so you're supposed to feel like you're in the room with something real happening right and like they break the fourth wall because it's like hey are you are you are you seeing this totally do, right yeah where a more traditional sitcom the three camera mm-hmm. where it's like the acting is happening all the time and you're just switching view viewpoints is more like a play on a stage. Right. And so right. if you're watching a play and somebody makes a joke, the audience laughs. Right. Like this is how it works. And there's a little bit, they pause their dialogue to let that happen. And so to, to go back to Seinfeld, the, the exterior scenes when they would be on the streets in New York or whatever, like they couldn't have an audience. Right. And so it would be really strange if they make jokes in the apartment and there's, audience laughter and they make jokes on the street and there's no audience so they had to have it canned in and then um something i didn't realize is that uh the show how i met your mother which when david and i were having this conversation i was like i don't remember if it has a laugh track or not Mm -hmm. um and he's like it definitely does and so i went and you know found a youtube clip and whatever apparently what they did for the production of that show is they would record and edit the show yeah and then screen it in front of a live audience and record oh, that's the actual laughter. How, how do they just, pause though? How do they know they, when they, prob- they probably, you know, was built into the the thing. It's like um Andrew sent me sent us a video a couple days ago of um Scrubs mm-hmm. where they muted out uh JD's internal monologue. Yeah. And so you just see him making these weird facial expressions <laughs> right. and I'm like that must have been strange to to record to make to yeah, record like like and I'm, I'm doing, I, I want our listeners can't right. hear me making faces, but like he's making thoughtful faces while the monologue. I, I always assume that they. I guess when you that work they, in a hospital, sometimes right. it, and I'm like, he had to just sit there, and I wonder. I mean, maybe they played it on a speaker. Yeah, I always so assume that the there was, there that was a, sense, a, a, but, a, a grip reading the lines, what's being said, reading, and he's yeah. reacting to what's being said. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, and so it's and so the part of that part of that to me, like people people throw a lot of hate on on laugh tracks. Yeah, and I'm like, it's. It's a symptom, right? Like mm-hmm. I watched all of How I Met Your Mother and didn't even realize the laugh track was right. there. Like right. if you're watching a show that's funny that you're laughing mm-hmm. at, the laugh tracks are just part of like you're laughing and the audience, right. whether it's real or, or edited in like they're laughing right. with the joke. If the jokes aren't very good, if you don't like the jokes, right. then it's like. I don't like this. there's 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 laughter at this. Yeah. Really, that was stupid. That that is that is exactly right. Like seriously, and so it's a it's a sort of um, they would do. It's like a it's like a doubling down. Yeah. Right. If if the joke is good, it enhances it. Um. It like it pushes it the risk reward curve. Right. Um. And so, yeah. And it's just a it's just a different it's a different art form. And, and in this and one, in this show, the, the, the show writers was, the writers didn't have good jokes. The, the couple episodes that I saw were maybe like 30% funny. Right. And you can get maybe a little more and maybe, you know, it's tough when a show first starts. Like yeah. it takes a while to figure out what the show is about. Like, right. You know, last man standing started as supposed to be a story about, um, this guy, father of three daughters, uh, whose wife goes back to back to work. Mm-hmm. And so now he has to do more domestic stuff. Okay. But I think even before the first season was done, like, that really wasn't wasn't the story anymore like it just became the character the story about these characters right um and that's what you know most sitcoms don't have right a long you know intentional story arc unless it's how i met your mother which 
That's what e- it's based e- on. And even that was like, it was this backdrop, but it really was almost Not never backdrop. about that. Uh, I, I, I think with the, the laugh tracks, I agree. Because in Seinfeld's the one that I think of when you mentioned it, is that um, it needed the laugh track. It worked the laugh track. And I think it would be weird without the laugh track for sure. Um, big, because every one of those things is solid. Because it would about- be something else. Like you wouldn't be, that stuff, you know, TV came out of, Stage yeah. production, vaudeville, sure, sure. The kind of thing. Like well, it's a, it's an engage in a way that, in a way that the fourth wall audience interaction in a show like The Office is very, is very not like yeah. in The Office, the audience, the viewer is engaged in a, in a sly, intimate way, intimate right, way right, right, right. where in a sitcom like, they're performing this, you this know, they're fine. real, but right. like it's. It's well, in a sitcom, to, you, don't need a, you don't need a point more, of view character because the audience, the laugh track is your point. The of audience view is the point of view, and right. like in, in real the life, office, you need Jim. In the real yeah. life, if, in real life, if somebody makes says something funny, people laugh. Right, right, right. And 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 on these on this show like this is that it's not only just knowing the appropriate appropriate way when to use a laugh track, you know, or how to, but it's when yeah. because you know that's not a joke or it's a little joke, and they put like ah, and like right. That's not that doesn't. That doesn't belong it, a big just, laughter. It's just thing. production quality. Right. It's like I mean that to, again to go back to how I mentioned right. mother when I went and looked at a YouTube clip to see I'm like because I don't remember if it has a laugh track or not and I watch it right. and I Big Bang Theory the, does the same thing. The laughter is much more subtle. Yeah, like something happens and there's just a little bit of chuckling. I'm like, oh, it's a subtler laughter, and I didn't realize that. Yeah. They just screen the episodes in front of real audiences and record right. them. Right, and, and that's like, exactly right. You, you can't just from, put a laugh track on as, everything. Aside that's from losing the like um the the feedback loop of of audience participation yeah um that is i mean you're getting a natural reaction to the show you know so that yeah if a if a joke is not is just kind of funny then you're gonna get just a few kind of funny chuckles right and that's the way it should be and and i think when people say they don't like laugh tracks and i did not like the laugh track on this show is because Mm -hmm. it makes you feel that they're it's all a lie. Like everyone who's right. laughing is 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 clearly doing this because they're like, they, ah, like, it's funny joke. Yeah, it's um, it's, like, it's it's not a real joke. That's not even a closer joke. It's uh, it's it's the television equivalent of get her done. Yeah, like right. my joke's done. It's time to laugh. Yeah, it's right. We all have to laugh. And clearly, they're holding the sign up for this, or they're pushing a button. And 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 so if if you, I would say if you're going to do a laugh track thing, a live audience is good or doing that reactive type thing yeah. because you do get like, oh, it's a little bit of a chuckle and mm-hmm. the actors can respond and just move on from that and it just falls flat. And hopefully you make better writers because you realize, uh, okay, those lines did not hit. Right. You know what right. I mean? But these guys write the script, put it down and then it's edited in and it's just make the next one, make the next one. Yeah. Okay. So w- w- what's your, uh, would you recommend this jointed? I mean, if you're, if you're in that culture at all, that, that, marijuana culture it might it might be funnier to you than it was to us mm-hmm. um i would agree if you you know if you're not immediately put off by uh you know stage three camera style sitcoms yeah. um which that's a that's a weird line to draw on your personal taste but you know yeah. whatever no right. no judgment um it was it was just okay like it wasn't yeah. terrible yeah. i don't know that i saw enough of it to really really give it a view i probably won't Continue you know, with that. Put yeah, any, I, I put agree. any now, special now effort into watching I, any more of it. I don't have any desire to continue to see like, is this person going to get better, or is this thing is right. it going to be funnier? I'll, eh, it's okay. I'll just watch The Office again. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I agree. What, it's my same thing is the feeling that uh, 
it's great. And the cultural thing is the only thing that I could say that it, that it's, it helps out. Maybe there's some disconnect there that we're not right. And, and, and but even then, I think if I was in that culture, the the normal straight up jokes or the way that the characters were developed or lines, the like the like straight just, straightness of the of the storytelling, uh, yeah, straightness maybe just, is the wrong. It just word. doesn't didn't the, deliver. Like, as conventional well. mainstream way of making jokes about this yeah. culture is it, it's is, not is dumb, awkward. but it's not funny. Right, it's not right, hilariously funny. Um, okay, so what so, do we got for this week? For this, what, what are we doing this one? Next week. So um, or, yeah, next week. This week, next week, whatever. Uh, so our friends have been talking about a reality show, and I'm not we're, reality show. We're really okay. branching out in our not that there was ever any uh, on our weekly challenges. Yeah. You know, Net, Netflix originals is our only thing, and they're doing a lot of Netflix originals. We did yeah. an anime, we just did a, a sitcom. So, well, you're not going to have me watch The Bachelor, are you? Because I've heard things in the news. Already. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's not, although you're the one who watches Survivor. I, I do know, watch I Survivor, an amazing race. Right? Um, what's the show called? Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. So nailed it. That's the I, cooking show. What what I know about this is some kind of competitive or critical cooking show where they cool. take All right. professional, maybe some maybe Pinterest. It's like Pinterest fails where <laughs> people like these beautiful cupcakes and right. you made them and they look like dog food, right. or whatever. Right. And it, so it might be it might be very you know self-indulgent kind of thing <laughs> i don't know but we'll give that a try okay, what uh, like three it's episodes uh yeah how, how, well, how many how many how long are they um why don't you, why don't you check okay uh, so we'll they, have more time this week because there's not a giant half year uh gaming convention going on this, and we're, this and upcoming we're recording weekend. a little earlier on, on yeah and we have a whole extra day so of, they're 30 uh, minutes long Oh, so three episodes should be no is, is no easy. problem. Well, yeah, and actually, in a show like this, it's not one of those things that has to develop. We can see three, and if it is a season competition, then be, it's good. We'll, we'll okay, we gotta keep watching and, it. Yeah. But if they're the stand, I'm not sure what they are. If they're just like each one's a contained episode, but yeah, I don't know if there's a if there's a season right. We'll, we'll, we'll arc get or we'll get uh, race kind of deal, or but at least we can get. Um, I think within three episodes, we'll get a good view of the, the movie. Yeah, the show. for sure, for sure. Okay, cool, man. All right, man. So that was a good weekend. Good week. Good good times all around. Got, I, got now, now I gotta games. now I gotta go load up my car and drive, and drive for four hours. Uh, you you'll make it. You got a little bit of sunlight catch, still left. Catch up on some podcasts. All right, dude. So uh, for the front porch, this is Michael and Dennis. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.